You are about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. I'm a triple threat, Miles Lazarus. Some call me Bruno, Mars Garbayo. Ooh! Yeah, right? Ooh. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, welcome to our Sisyphean Music Recommendation Challenge. So, last week, Liz challenged us a challenge. Mm-hmm. And they challenged us... A really, really good challenge. Pretty damn good. And it's it's the songs made by people who aren't famous for music, mm-hmm. which is so good. Very choice. Yeah. I find that I, very I, fun. I was very, I was so excited about this, and then I didn't work on it until right before the recording. Indeed, but I'm I a like- very busy person. It's very true. I I really like this theme because, you know, it it taps into the whole, like, you know, music as a uh, human, like, desire and want and something that we all share across cultures and across time is the uh, ways that we make sound and music and and enjoyment and recreation through that. Uh, And then how uh, people who, some would say, don't have musical talent, some would say, (laughs) and... Uh, they do other things that aren't singing, and then they go, what if I did that, though? Um, And, you know, power to them. Some of them can actually do it. And I did find, like, three people that could actually do it, so I'm proud of them. But, you know, there's also, like, people like Russell Crowe. I mean, look, anyone anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Some some don't. Some don't. Some shouldn't. So, oh, wow. Sorry, I'm on a Wikipedia page right now, and there's a very good mustache on it. Ooh. How do we do the show? I think we speak into microphones and, um... Oh, I was, you know, like, well, I was wondering why there was this sort of weird cage thing in front of me. There's a cage in front of you. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it like a, like a microphone. Like a, like a <laughs> microphone. I was doing a joke. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> I was doing a joke where I was pretending that I didn't know what a microphone was. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was doing a joke where I was pretending that I didn't know what a microphone was. Hang on, And that was what the joke was. That implies that a microphone looks like a cage. There's a cage, there's like a, look, there's like, I don't know what your microphone looks like, but there's like a chain, like cage thing on it. It does have that, but I would never describe it. Like well, what would you describe it as if you couldn't use the word microphone or a sound bunch thing? Of lumpus. <laughs> what? Like that? That's nothing. That's not. That doesn't communicate anything. I was trying to say something. I was trying to make art. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my fucking britches. Hey, Moz. Hi. What fucking song are you bringing? <laughs> okay, so. I initially approached this theme I, looking for a goofy song that we could just have fun listening to and, and kind of make fun of a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, there are, you know, there are some sort of, there are some obvious, like, you know, bad celebrity musicians or whatever, like that are like, you know, in pop culture, they're considered to have been bad. I have not listened to most of them. I don't really mm-hmm. know. They're probably right, but I don't know. Sure. Um, but I didn't want to be like, I, like, you know, I didn't want to fucking rag on Shaq, 
Like, yeah. I don't, you know, like, a lot of these people, like, I don't really want to rag on you. I don't know. And then I was looking at a list and I saw Bruce Willis's face and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm okay ragging on Bruce Willis. I think we all are. <laughs> I think we all uh, should be. But then the wildest thing happened. Uh-huh. I listened to the music and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Not and I'm like, and, and now I'm kind of in a new perspective of like, well, like, so what, where I am now is I am on the precipice of Bruce Willis's music career, which is two albums long, one of which is the movie soundtrack, mm. H- HBO special, uh, oh. called The Return, The Return of Bruno, uh-huh. uh, which is a, a comedy film in a, 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 a funny movie, apparently, from 1987, mm-hmm. uh, that has, it's a, it's, okay. I I am now looking I I am now looking at the Wikipedia page for the Return of Bruno the movie. Um, it is a it is about three sentences long. Um, but the Return of Bruno was a mockumentary starring Bruce Willis as his uh, alter ego Bruno Rattolini. Now I have known about the alternate uh, personality or uh, not personality alter ego. Yeah. Of of Bruce Willis for a while, but I did not know the origin. So this is despicable. <laughs> now I have a question. When I said in the intro, "Some call me Bruno," did you know immediately who I was talking about? I had a moment where I was like, "Fucking huh?" And then <laughs> and then I was like, "I feel like didn't I?" Because in my head, I was like, "Was it Vin Diesel or Bruce Willis that had an alter ego? Wasn't his name Bobo?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I do. So yes, like but no. <laughs> yes, but absolutely not. All right. Um, <laughs> so I, I just like, but like, I didn't want to bring a song from the Return of Bruno soundtrack. I can't imagine why. Um, because I didn't feel like that was an authentic representation of Bruce Willis's like own creative drive in music and that's what i wanted for this episode sure thing um thankfully he released a second album two years later in 1989 called if it don't kill you it just makes you stronger uh Ooh, not- live laugh love <laughs> bruce willis I mean. right uh it's this is a totally different side of bruce willis which is very interesting yeah, I don't know this um, Bruce. I don't know this Bruce. And this album is not under the Bruno name. It's not associated with Bruno. This is Bruce Willis. Just Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruno died in uh, 87. Oh, absolutely. Bruno. Bruno is Bruno has long, long been dead. Mm-hmm. How many... Do you think people see Bruce Willis on the street? I mean, obviously they see Bruce Willis on the street, and the first thing they scream is die hard. Yes. Because fucking nobody can leave the man alone because that is always such a weird thing right when people just yell like the thing that you were in <laughs> yeah i i looked i looked up bruce willis's name on on the internet and mm-hmm. there was a suggested article which is the most recent suggested article which as far as i can tell is just hey bruce willis rode a bike he was in die hard <laughs> he was in die hard and he rode a bike have you ever heard of something like this before? It's like, okay. It's like, yeah, right. he's an adult. He's allowed to fucking yeah. ride a bike. You know? Me. Yeah, maybe he's trying to reduce his carbon emissions. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a much, like, better way for for you to travel. Like, if he lives in the city, then, like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, shut the fuck up. Anyway, leave the man alone. What is he even doing these, these days? Like, straight up. I don't, I don't know if he's doing anything. Maybe, like, he might just be retired to be honest yeah he, he, he seems like the kind of dude who would just straight up retire and wouldn't um, you if you were in the movies he was in and people treated you the way that they do well yeah right and like that was my thought like yeah for obviously 95 percent of people are shouting die hard at him mm-hmm. but do you think that like how many people do you think are are looking at bruce willis on the street and shouting bruno what do you think you do walk away like, if he For was, sure. like, I don't know, wherever he lives, probably in LA, whatever, 
Um, and he's just the fucking riding his bike down the street, and he's paused at a traffic light as a good citizen should do. Uh, and then someone next to him low- lowers their sunglasses, and they just say, "Oh, it's you. It's Bruno." <laughs> like what the? F- yeah, right. Like <laughs> from thirty-two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's like insane. Look, if you see Bruce Willis out there in the world, leave him alone. Honestly, do him yeah. a. F- do him a favor and just just le- let him have his day. Do that with pretty much every celebrity at this point, Oh, honestly. for sure. There's oh, something I'm sure. sure would be, like, you know, pretty cool. Like, if you saw, like, I don't know, Frankie Muniz or Macaulay Culkin, you'd probably go up and be like, oh, dude, what's up? Like, I haven't seen you since Agent Cody Banks. Um, but, like, they're probably not doing too much, like, in showbiz, but if it's someone like fucking poor Daniel Radcliffe, man- <laughs> Like, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is definitely another one, yeah. Yeah. Basically, any man. anybody who was in Harry Potter. Yeah, don't look at them. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to listen to some Bruce Willis? <laughs> What's the song? Yeah, let's listen, let's listen to Bruce Willis. Uh, the song is called Pep Talk. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ready to go? Absolutely. Hey, what genre of music do you think this is going to be? Well, I'm looking at the cover, and I want to say... Whatever Tom Waits is doing. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine Bruce Willis doing a cover of, like, What's He Building or whatever? Christ! <laughs> imagine, um, well, it's like how uh, uh, Johnny Cash did a cover of uh, Country Road, and it's like, you're Johnny Cash! <laughs> like, what, are you, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, dog? Anyway, let's listen to this yeah. song. Let's listen to Pep Talk by Bruce Willis. God, I mean, from the name of it, like, it should be a pop song, right? Like, it's, you know, the album cover is misleading. Let's, I was let, <laughs> let, but yeah. let's listen to it. I think let's it'll all it. come together once you listen to it. All right. Come on down to my place, yeah We gon' show you how to fool around It's alright, it's okay Need a pep talk Here's what I will say about Bruce Willis's music, obviously mm. mm-hmm. Is that it is not the best in the genre of blues rock mm-hmm. And, like, you, you, you don't really expect Bruce Willis to be doing, like, you know Yeah, this overly enthusiastic and like 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 overly optimistic blues rock very cheery i will say that very cheery for bruce willis very cheery for bruce willis i mean i don't know the man personally but you know i just wasn't expecting it for sure um and like this song ain't that bad like the horns are a little bright the opening was a little out of tune the whole horns are a little out out of whack um uh the uh the lyrics are a little over familiar a little bit but mm. you know you could imagine this as like an established relationship where like i you know and it's like not that bad but it's not that great mm. i want to know sure what year Bruce Willis thinks it is <laughs> cuz to me and also where well, he is because to me well, this sounds this, like a this this did it came out in 1987 Yes. Or er, 1989. Yeah. Um, this song sounds like it should be playing at a sock hop on Mars. I think that's the best way to describe it. Because I don't think it's meant for human ears. I mean, he does say repeatedly that they're on the moon. Mm-hmm. I feel like you resent me for bringing this song. I'm mostly just like, it's not bad. Like, it's fine. But also I'm confused. <laughs> Like, it's mostly, like, I'm just not sure what this is. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it is, like, it is not revolutionary on the on the sort of blues rock idea, mm. um, you know? And it's, like, it's just Bruce Willis wanting to replicate a style of music that I think he really enjoys. Yeah. And he replicates it fairly well. 
and it's not bad to listen to for the most part. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's probably sounds better coming out of speakers, to be honest. Yeah, no, I can see that. Or even played live. Like, honestly, I feel like if I heard this played live, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a song. That's music. Yeah. It's the sort of thing of, like, if he wasn't an actor, I'm not sure this would be, like, a very popular album. And also, I haven't listened to the rest of the album. No, so I and don't I don't know. think it was a popular album anyway, but he did mm. tour around with it uh, a little bit. And and the thing is that, like, you can definitely hear, like, the enthusiasm and, like, the passion of, like, he's not just releasing, like, a random, like, you know, people just do random Christmas albums and there's, like, no effort put in it, so covers and stuff. He wouldn't do that. He's, like, actually making an album and he's doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the covers on, these, on this album, there's, like, six of them. And, like, that's six out of, I think, 12 songs. Yeah, that's a lot. So, like... You know, that's, that, that's a lot. Um, but like, also he didn't do any more music after this. And I don't think that he was ever really planning on being a big musician. Mm. I think that he just wanted to make some music in a style that he really likes because all the covers are from like, are the same style, of course. And they're from like the fucking sixties. Like, you know, he's just like replicating the music that he was into, like, you know, I you guess at this point, like, as a kid, yeah. Um, and, like, that's fucking chill. Mm-hmm. And he does a fucking decent job of it. Yeah. How, do you think Bruce Willis, like, because obviously, because this album is for him. Yeah, this is Bruce Willis's album for himself, sure. Yeah, I, I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like, I mean, I don't, I, again, don't know the man. I don't know if his music tastes have particularly evolved. He probably has, you know spotify or whatever like everybody goddamn else um or itunes or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. uh and you know he probably has his blues rock playlist do you think his own music is in the playlist Ooh. and not only that do you think he would put in his covers or do you think he would rather listen to the originals i think he'd rather listen to the originals and i think maybe what is more likely to happen is that he would be listening to his like spotify uh recommended or suggested or whatever and then like one of his songs will come up in the rotation and he won't know and he'll just be listening to it going like "Mm, this is a good song and then like a minute in he'll look and he'll be like oh fuck that's me (laughs) (laughs) and he's roughly Uh. the same age as my stepdad my stepdad's 61 uh, bruce willis is 64 so i can probably safely say that he listens to pretty similar music yeah bruce willis just seems like he's Kind Classic of a dad. Guy. Yeah, kind or like, of like, yeah, no, he, no, you know, he's like, no, I see more as like, like uncle energy. Yeah, Bruce Willis does have uncle energy. Uncle that you see yeah. like maybe once every one to two years because like he lives yeah. out of state, so he doesn't like yeah. come in very often. Um, and you always just want to spend time with him because he tells like wild stories. Mm-hmm. Let's start talking about Bruce Willis for, for now, I guess, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> We'll circle back, I guess. We'll circle back to Bruce Willis. <laughs> we'll we'll wh- talk more on our episode about Bruce Willis. If we... Well, <laughs> wait a second. No. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Wait, who's challenging this week? Uh, me, because you're going to do your, uh, your, your randomo. Yes. I'm scared that you're going to do a Bruce Willis challenge. Look, I'm going to I was going to say if if it was me challenging, I fucking might have, but next week I'm going to forget. It's too much. Yeah, so, true. Um thank God for Mars's memory issue. <laughs> uh Miles. Mars. Um what is your song mm. from somebody who isn't famous for music? So, I because before we started this, I was kind of worried that we were going to bring the same thing. Um, so I did get a backup song, but now that you picked Bruce Willis, I didn't do that. <laughs> Look, I think there was about, y- you said that, and I was like, probably not. I think there was probably a 5% chance that you would have picked a Bruce Willis song. Mm. Well, yeah, my only fear was because the, the, the thing I'm going to bring is a very Mars, uh, uh, themed album and, and song experience. And, uh, huh. or, or at least something that you could grow to appreciate. Or for, for this challenge specifically, you'd so, be like, that's interesting. So it's interesting. goth. It's a goth thing. It's a little goth. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. La La Land, The Notebook, 
Drive, all movies starring Ryan Gosling, and all movies I've never no. seen. In fact, the only Ryan Gosling production I can safely say I've you experienced can. now is the one SNL video he did about how the Avatar movie used the papyrus font. And also now, the 2009 Spooky Boy album, Dead Man's Bones. Uh, you know that I'm not going to keep listening to a Ryan Gosling album. That's fair. <laughs> hey, I didn't think I was going to like it. You know. Fuck. I know nothing about Ryan Gosling. I've never seen his movies. <laughs> so, Ryan Gosling is, I guess, technically still, they've only done one album, part of a band also named Dead Man's Bones, and their first album came out in 2009, also called Dead Man's Bones. Um, it's, uh, it's a rock duo uh, consisting of him and his friend, Zach. Um, they, yeah, again, they only have one fucking album, so, like, <laughs> it's got, like, ten songs for you to listen to. Um, and the entire album is, uh, sort of in association with a, uh, children's choir, which adds a fun energy, but I'm not sure what kind of energy to each song. But, uh, yeah. Also, in his wiki, it says he performs under the alias Baby Goose, which is oh. very fun, but, <laughs> again, yeah, unreadable okay. vibe Okay, for sure. But, like, if you're, like, if you're looking at the marquee or whatever, and you're like, oh, at the local club, oh, who's playing tonight? Oh, Baby Goose. I don't know who that is. Um, and then you walk into the, to the club or whatever, and you see fucking Ryan Gosling on the stage, you're gonna be like, oh my god, why is Ryan Gosling here? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> It's, yeah, and also, like, Ryan Gosling has a fairly unique voice, in my opinion, because I can definitely tell when he sings, like, oh, that's Ryan Gosling. And I don't really, like, I, again, I haven't watched any of his movies, but, like, I know his cadence. So, like, if you were listening to this song and, like, just randomly, right, uh, and you were listening to it, you'd be like, that kind of sounds like Ryan Gosling. And then you'd look at the people that are in the band and you'd go, that is Ryan Gosling. Why is he performing under an alias? Because I know that's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling looks like somebody tried too hard in an MMO character creator. To make a hot boy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually, yeah. Because it's a little bit off. I don't want to insult Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna insult Ryan Gosling, but like, God tried too hard on him. Yeah. He looks like a try hard. That's, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <sighs> so the song in specific that I'm bringing is called In the Room Where You Sleep, uh, featuring the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music Children's Choir. It's a long-ass oh, name. a children's choir, huh? I did mention that. I don't think you were listening to me. I was looking at Ryan Gosling's dumb face. Okay. Because I have the Wikipedia page open for Ryan Gosling. Anyway, let's, let's fucking listen anyway. to In the Room Where You Sleep. Yeah, for sure. I saw something touching your So, so, <laughs> what'd you think? Um, this would be a song that would come up in my Discover Weekly. I wouldn't know that it was Ryan Gosling because I don't know what Ryan Gosling sounds like. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd listen to it and I'd be like, uh, you know, all right, I guess maybe. And like, I I'd probably end up skipping on it. I mean, fair enough. And I don't know if that is just colored by the fact that I know it's Ryan Gosling. I mean, <laughs> it's hot. I mean, it's impossible to say now that it has been colored by the fact that you don't like Ryan Gosling. But uh, so, okay. But like, I'm not going to say that it's bad. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm like, like, maybe I, maybe I would save it, but it wouldn't be a song that I'd listen to very often. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, what? What? I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. And there's a part of this that you might have mentioned, but I don't think so. Uh, there's two bits, actually, but I'm imagining you're going to mention the Yeah, the, I feel like Mars is going to spoil my notes, but for sure, go on. 
I'm I'm not I I I'm only going to focus on one of these things because I I'm I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, but it was started by Flea. The choir was indeed started by Flea. The Silver Lake Ch- Conservatory Children's Choir was started by the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for some reason, that is not that surprising to me. And it's also not the leading thing about, like, this whole thing is such a fucking weird amalgamation, but the fact that Flea started the choir isn't the big thing. It's not the big thing, but I do want to talk about Flea. Mm-hmm. Flea just shows up places. He does, huh? Flea just does things, and it's just like, oh, we're- oh, Flea's here? Oh, fuck yeah, I love Flea. I feel like that's what I'd do if I were, like, crazy famous like him. But also in the way that, like, if I- if I looked at Flea, I probably wouldn't know it was Flea for a moment. So you can kind of just do shit. You- yeah, but I feel like you'd eventually- Oh, yeah. You'd eventually be like, no, is that- is that fucking Flea? I feel like Flea has an aura. Like, a, a Flea aura. <laughs> that, like, you might not be able to recognize him at first, but in a, a few moments you'd go, I feel like that's Flea. And if you'd never seen him before, you'd still be like, I feel like that's Flea. I- What a name. Obviously, he's always credited as Flea. Do people in his personal life call him Flea? Yeah. Probably not everybody. Probably. Yeah, because I feel like you'd you'd call him by his- a uh, uh, Christian name if you were friends with him. I feel like it'd be kind of weird to call him Flea if you were like at a barbecue. But is but is he c- the kind of person to be called who would want to be called Flea all the time? Oh damn, you're right. Like I don't know. Mm. Mm. I mean, I feel like I'd kind of want to be called Flea all the time. Yeah. How do you come up with that name? Who the fuck calls himself Flea? Anyway, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna say this probably just because he's like jumping and bouncing around all the time. That would make sense. Yeah. You know what? I can I can go with that. Yeah. I can vibe with that. Uh anyway. So Ryan Gosling. This is a flea fan cast. It sure is, huh? Um so this is a little segment from the wiki that I found uh very fun and will Flea was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And it'll lead into why I chose this song, uh, and why I found this album so interesting. What, flea was in a movie called Dudes? So this guy is Zach Shields. And Ryan Gosling met in 2005 when they discovered a mutual obsession with the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. Zach was so preoccupied with ghosts as a kid that he was put into therapy and Gosling's parents moved out of his childhood home because they believed it was haunted. Neither of them really outgrown their fascination with graveyards or anything deathly and decided to write love stories about ghosts and monsters. So, so Ryan Gosling, Mm -hmm. the fucking dude who you see at a bar and you're like nah i'm not gonna try mm-hmm. is obs- into ghosts yeah the insufferable two-stepper ryan gosling is a big ghost boy loves disney's haunted mansion how do you f- how do you think ryan gosling feels about the tower of terror change mm. to be a guardians of the galaxy ride you know what if we ever interview him for anything i'll write that down that's the first question i'm gonna ask if i like honestly like i feel like for the most part like before this this moment i would probably if i saw ryan gosling i would probably like just not even you know bother like whatever (laughs) um but now i feel like if i see ryan gosling i'm gonna have to ask him what he thinks about the tower of terror revamp i'm genuinely curious i mean he for sure genuinely kind of interesting if he in has that. twitter I, or instagram or anything it's definitely not run by him and also he would like never check his mentions or messages or anything oh no god no obviously no if i could <laughs> i would just the one question just hello mr gosling this is the only thing i ever need you to answer because i feel like we have very little in common ryan gosling has like a professional email Definitely has an agent email. Is there, and obviously I'm cutting all of this out because I don't want to dox Ryan Gosling. (laughs) If it's public information, it's public information. I guess so. I don't know. I guess, and it's fucking Ryan Gosling. It's, he's, he'll, he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But like, still, I don't want to fucking be a dick. Sure. But do you think he has a professional email that I could, that obviously somebody else is reviewing it? Mm. Like, What's the weak link in Ryan Gosling's 
PR department. What's our in? Like, who do we talk to? To like, I don't need to talk to the dude directly, but I like, I would love a genuine, honest answer, like a paragraph on what his thoughts are. Like, or even two or three sentences. Like, it really could just be like, like a tweet. I don't know. Like, whatever. Yeah. Something. It could be about tweet length. What he thinks about the Tower of Terror revamp to be a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And I want his honest feelings. I don't want that bullshit. I want his genuine, real feeling. Of like, oh, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's fine. We get it. It's a good movie. Unfortunately, it's Marvel, but it's a good movie. What do you think about them changing the Tower of Terror? <laughs> but, okay, so we need to, okay, let's get back to it. Flea was in suburbia. If you talk about Flea one more fucking time, I'm gonna <laughs> hang up on you. So, the reason why I was bringing this was because, like, earlier you said, like, you know, I don't have anything in fucking common with Ryan Gosling, and, like, if I saw him at a bar, I fully wouldn't, like, I probably just wouldn't go up to him because I wouldn't know what to fucking say to him. And again, I feel like he'd be an insufferable theater kid, uh, because he was in La La Land. And again, like, when I think of Ryan Gosling, I think of, like, yeah, again, like, The Notebook, and, like, he's been in a lot of, like, fairly serious roles, or, like, dramatic roles, but he's secretly a weird horror boy, <laughs> which is right, strange. Right, yeah. And also, I don't know if he's ever been in a horror movie, but also, if he hasn't, then why not? What's up with that? Mm. Agent won't let him be in horror movies? I just love that he found a friend in 2005, they both love The Haunted Mansion, uh, his friend was, like, haunted by ghosts and it put him in therapy. Ryan Gosling's parents were superstitious and they thought that there was a fucking ghost in their house, so they moved. Uh, and they still, as adults, love graveyards and spooky things and decided to write a love album about it with the children's choir. And also- Wait, what? What? If you talk about Ryan Flea Gosling's, again, I'm gonna kick your ass. Ru- no, Ryan Gosling's last appearance in anything- as of as of recording, mm-hmm. was as a penguin in a t- made for TV movie, like this year. This year, yeah, that's bizarre. You know, it's, sometimes you see that, like, like you'll see like randomly, like in a in an animated kids movie, it's like Queen Latifah's here, and you're like, aren't you famous enough to not do this? Because I get like passion projects, obviously, but like when it's just a random straight to DVD like penguin movie. It's like, why? D- do you need the 200 bucks? I'll give you 200 I, bucks. Ryan, Ryan Gosling has been in way fewer things than I would have, have thought. His first two things were Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. Yep. He was like a Disney boy, I think. Frankenstein and me. Yeah. Like, these are early, early credits, and like, they're fucking, like, they're fucking creepy shit. Mm-hmm. He's a horror boy. Uh... I'm, I'm really, I've, I've... Have you turned around on Ryan Gosling? No, but I've been looking around for a, for a horror movie, but nah. Nah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's like he has an image of, like, being a sort of handsome man, so they generally cast him for handsome man role. Maybe when he's older, he'll be allowed to do horror movies. I feel like he'd enjoy it. Or, like, at least, like, a Goosebumps style, like, a kid's horror movie, you know? Yeah, I, I was, I think, I was about to say, like... It would be kind of interesting if, like, Ryan Gosling played, like, the monster in a horror movie. Ooh, okay. Like in Doug Jones-style makeup? Either, maybe in makeup, or maybe, like, like it's, like, the fact that he's, like, pretty is supposed to be scary. Ah. Like, the way that it's, like, framed and in the story, for you sure, know? Sure, 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 Um, but I was also thinking, like... I've never seen the movie Drive, but from what I understand about the movie Drive, that's kind of what he does, mm-hmm. even though it's a crime drama, not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him do that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, can I finally uh, so, st- uh, keep talking? <laughs> so we've gone so well, far. Uh, I. Re- how much more do you have to say? We've been talking for a long time. I mean, all I really it. wanted to like do was describe the song, and I didn't do that for a while, so I was just gonna do that. It's just that I like how it's like a sort of simple, sort of classic rock style song. To me, it really sounds like da- like uh, Damon Albarn. Like, there's a lot of just, just slight early gorillas in there. Um, and I feel like it would yeah. ju- it would go in a Halloween playlist. It feels like that. If it's a Halloween party playlist, I don't think you'd go out there to specifically listen to it. But if it was on a Halloween playlist, it would make sense. 
I also just love that he made a fuck. Like, why the fuck? Like, why the fuck did he make know. this album with a children's choir? I love it, but I don't started know why. Started by Flea. I started by Flea. I can't explain. Flea what his is the real was. hero of this story, and it's the only story he's ever been the hero of. Not true. He was the hero of Back to the Future two and three. Okay. <laughs> read my read my read my fan theory. Your fan theory. Well, hey, hey, internet, welcome to Game Theory. You know I've um, never seen a Game Theory video, Mars. In in this video, we're going to talk about how Flea is the real hero. Is Flea the real hero mm-hmm. of Back to the Future? <laughs> this joke is for no one. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Miles, what's that over there? What's that in the dirt? Would you mind looking at the dirt and, and looking yeah, at I'm it and holding it dirt. up for me? Yeah, it's dirt. What's in the dirt, Miles? I think, are it's there, a, are there any... I think it's a tick. I think this is a tick I'm holding. The tick? Mm-hmm. You're holding the tick? I'm holding a tick. Mm. Are there Are there any, if you look in the dirt, are there any dead man's bones? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, there's a wishbone poking out. Should we call the police? Um, Has someone been fully murdered? Well, well, hold on. Check and see if there's another pair of bones, because mm-hmm. then it'll be a, an, in a weak situation. It'll be fine. Oh, when the dead men were in love. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, anyway, we all fall, we fall down a big hole with the bones, and we all fall down a big hole. <laughs> Thank God. And we end up in the break. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is how Dungeon Masters really do yeah, it. Yeah, truly. You know, they got, they, they really guide the narrative. They railroad you with, right with into a, gentle, a pit. With, with a gentle hand, they, they gently guide you towards the right path. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, let's go. Do you guys yeah. call it dacking someone when you pull someone's pants down? Absolutely not. Okay, we call it dacking someone. All right. We don't have a word for <laughs> I, it. Yeah, I guess, it, yeah, it's just pulling your pants down. We're more efficient, well, okay. you know? Okay, dacking. okay. We just call it pantsing. Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. Where does yeah, yeah, yeah. dack come from? That's a fantastic question. Dacking. How the fuck do I spell dacking? I guess like that. I guess. Yep. What is dacking? Where is the trend for pulling people's pants down? Yeah, dacking is the act of pulling down someone's trousers against their wishes. Normally as a practical joke. I. Yeah, for sure. What does? What's the etymology yeah. of the word dacking? Dacking origin. Uh oh, I think it, it, it's because we call it pants uh, tracking oh, dacks. Oh, okay. Pants, dacks. So um, it's it's the same principle as as the. That's pantsing. Yeah. Is you have pants, so you're pantsing, and you have tracky dacks, so you're yeah, dacking. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Do you, ever, do you ever dab while you dack? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think dabbing was popular when I was in primary school. <laughs> oh, do, do you want me do to a little Google dack and dab? dabbing while I, dacking? I don't know. I just think that would be a funny, funny video for the internet. Well, let's see. A funny video for all of the youths. That's probably going to be a TikTok challenge in the next few months. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the dack and dab. Instead, instead of uh, uh, Ding Door Ditch, it's, um, yeah, the, 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 now, actually, would it be the person dacking that's dabbing or the person that's getting dacked dabbing? Because one's very hard. What if both? I guess both, yeah. Would you, would you pants with the hand that's outstretched or the one that's close well, to your Oh chest? my god, wait, best, best answer. Best answer, mm-hmm. you ready for it? Okay. Please. So, imagine, imagine. Uh, you are in the middle of a crowded mall. Uh, you're in the food mm. court. Somebody walks into the food court, and then another person comes in behind them, grabs their pants, and then, oh, what? They're ripping them off, tear away <gasps> pants into a dab. Tear while, away dack? Oh, my God. While the person wow. wearing, wearing the pants does a simultaneous, perfectly synced dab. It was planned. Start of Flash Mob. Flash Mob. Oh, my God. 300 million views. Garen fucking T. Let's go to, um, let's go to, uh, let's, uh, let's visit a wheel. Let's go to the wheel wheel Discord. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, it's a shame that you want a wheel because I'm wheeling. Yeah. I'll be the wheel. Do you mind if if Jesus takes this one? (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. Uh, God. Right. Uh, fucking spinning. Uh, <laughs> right. I love well, fucking uh, spin. Uh, spin. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I got Blood Sandwich by Aesop Rock. Now, is this from the album with the ugly, ugly odds? It is not. Thank Christ. I just don't want to look at it. That that one is is always credited as Malibu Can. Yes. That's true. Sorry, I forgot about that. Sorry, I just booted up YouTube. Did you see the new Sonic trailer? I did. What'd you think? So much better, right? It looks really cute. And, like, it seems like they changed, like- the like a lot of the script yeah it feels like they definitely pulled like at least like way different dialogue chunks and i wouldn't be surprised if they like re-recorded some of the lines maybe not not only re-recorded some like in the original trailer the uh the blackout event is like i think caused when sonic like land enters our world and like lands and like you know goes too fast just from having fun mm. uh and in this one it's like completely different it's because he was goofing around at a baseball game yeah i like how um because in the first one this is our sonic corner in the first trailer it felt more like this weird sort of semi-serious because of like how it was sort of quote-unquote realistic uh version of like a sonic origin story and i like how this one is actually yeah. like oh what kid will go and watch this yeah, this is what like, Sonic is. Yeah, this isn't like a Sonic origin story from what I can tell anymore. No. It felt like that way originally, yeah. but now it doesn't seem like that. Like, it seems like the, it, like all of the other Sonic stuff may or may not have happened, but he's just hanging out in our yeah. world. But he has like, he's established yeah. already in his world. Yeah. Um, which, which I, I prefer. Like, and also, also, I think they're trying to e- eke away from his buddy character being a cop. Yeah, because like, Rich, like, please, honestly, please. But like, he's got that. a more casual outfit now. Yeah, and I think also in the garage scene now his gun has an orange tip. Oh, that's nice. But he's still holding it like a military right. dude. So I don't know. Maybe an ex cop. I I'm okay with ex cops. I'm they left. I'm, I guess. Well, I guess it's kind of complicated. Mm, nah, yeah. Don't really like any cop. But at least this one doesn't. It isn't horrible to look at. Some people were like, "You guys yeah. are over exaggerating." It's fine. No, it was deeply, deeply uncomfortable to look at. It was so far in the uncanny valley. It was awful. Also, I watched a video like comparing the like old and new Sonic, and I didn't realize like or I forgot that the old Sonic like instead of having gloves just had white yeah, fur I mean, like, on I the get hands. What they were going for with the old design, but I just the new the the new design is just so much nicer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Also, like in the old trailer, it's like it seemed like Sonic's personality was like snarky, cool, yeah, yeah, and then in the new trailer, it's like enthusiastic, you know, goofy, friendly, goofy. And so it's like, I just like that a lot more. Yeah. It, He's supposed to be a goofy little guy. It looks cute. And yeah. like, I feel like the internet is all in universal agreement that it looks pretty good and cute. Yeah. I was originally going to go see it because it looked bad. And now I'm going to go see it because it looks good. Literally, when does the internet unify on anything? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's because we can all tell that like, they finally asked people who like cared about Sonic yeah, what they should I do. I feel like the creative team knew that it was bad, yeah. but like they were like listening to booming voices from on high. And then when they released the trailer, they were like, "We know this isn't going to look good." Like the creative team was like, "We know this isn't going to look good." Mm. And like, sure enough, everybody fucking hated it. Yeah, and I'm fucking betting that they like the creative team went up to the producers and was like, "See, nobody's going to fucking want to watch this." Yeah. It definitely, it feels definitely like, you know, people had a very specific idea of how they wanted to do it, but they didn't actually talk to an art team about how they could do it. So it just didn't yeah. translate. So I'm really glad that they've like, and I'm glad they took it the just, time. It just to seems just like it's going to be not only a new design, but like a different movie. An entirely different like, movie. I feel, I feel like they reshot a lot, mm. maybe, but also I'm also betting that like, 80% of Jim Carrey's original stuff was not reshot. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I bet it was like when Jim Carrey heard, got the call that he'd have to reshoot some scenes. Mm. He was like, oh God. Yeah, Christ. All right. Shit. Putting on the Eggman outfit. Yeah. I did this for, <laughs> for two days so I didn't have to interact with anyone else. Uh, anyway. Anyway, hey, let's talk about, uh, fuck, this Aesop Rock song? I, you know what? I don't want to watch the music video. The music video oh, is fine. fine. 
but I just don't want to do it. So Aesop Rock. I've brought Aesop Rock before. I'm a big fan of Aesop Rock. Uh, he is a rap artist. He is known for just really complicated metaphors and layered metaphors. Mm. And like, I feel like I'm always picking up on new things, mm-hmm. you know, about all of the songs. But there are some songs that I feel like are pretty on lock. This song is one of them. Uh, I feel like from what I heard about the, like, in people talking about this album, it, it, this album being The Impossible Kid, uh, yeah. which is his most recent solo project, uh, solo album. Uh, his, apparently his other albums, which I haven't really listened to at all, uh, are like way, way, way more lyrically dense. And The Impossible Kid is like considered his most accessible project. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you know, sometimes. Um, and then also there's just a song about his cat, yeah, which is just it's kind just of nice. fun and cute, but it's not yeah. this song. This song is about, um, about his brothers, his two brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, with, without further ado, let's, let's go ahead and give the song a listen, shall we? Yeah. Just in case of rough waters, I want to put one up on my brothers. Yep, not a part of the machine. Big brother, big idea, 9016. Noi T, flat flannel, late an adolescent art kid. Tony Hawk hair, skinny puppy denim, and a record player vomiting. Alien 16 peel sessions in a Christian home for field testing. Drill youth in a palm of your hand when your mom thinks Satan is involved in a band. We were buried in the village voice, checking it was playing where. Pulled his head up out the paper, pushing out a single tear. Five words like a beacon, a light in a mist. Ministry live at the rich. So. So, what did you think? That was an interesting one. I mean, Aesop Rock always does some really fascinating stuff, and like I always enjoy sort of piecing through the words that he uses and the stories that he's telling. This is a bit more straightforward than some of the other ones I've listened to, but in yeah. no way like less complex and yeah. I, less I mean, interesting like you look at the, the, the fucking ones. lyrics page, and like you know, a lot of rap songs are you know structured like. And a lot of songs just in general are, you know, you know, verse, verse, chorus, you know, maybe a sort mm-hmm. of bridge that sort of repeats central theme, you know, and like, mm-hmm. it's a good way to write a song. But also another good way to write a song is to just write and 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 basically not repeat yourself, except yeah. for except for the hook. And yeah. I literally like... I mean, all of his fucking songs are like this. There's n- almost never a chorus on an yeah. Aesop Rock song. Almost, yeah. almost never. Um, so this song, uh, tells two stories. Uh, Aesop Rock's younger brother is the first verse. And I, it's wild that you can, you can just call anything a verse, huh? Because you normally think verse and you're like, you know, you imagine it shorter. Um, mm-hmm. and then the second verse is dedicated to his older brother. And it's, uh, it's these two stories, one, uh, of his little brother, uh, and there's like, there's a lot of details in here and we can get to the details in a second. I'm just going to go broad strokes. Uh, first verse is about his little brother, uh, who is at a little league game and, uh, you know, he's a fucking slugger out there. He's not, you know, this is, you know, he's, he's fucking rookie of the year. Um, and, uh, there's a gopher that keeps popping up during the game and mm. people in the crowds are like, oh, cute, a gopher. And the coach is like, fuck that gopher. And, and then sure beats is. the gopher with a baseball bat. Yeah. Just like the whole, like, here we go, man stands out by the hole. And then, uh, the line, uh, it's sort of towards the end of the verse. Um, the line, like, in a scene that would try every child as adults. Uh, I think is a really interesting one because yeah. it's definitely like hearkening. Cause like this was like, you know, when Aesop Rock was kids, like, and his brothers were kids. Um, and he's like, you know, how is he like in his like 20s, 30s? So like, this is a little while ago. Uh, and it was uh, definitely yeah. like uh, feels he, to me in of, this song, like, he, he yeah. says at this time he was 10. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it definitely feels to me like, uh, yeah, when adults still didn't quite consider that what they were doing were traumatizing kids kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and and definitely like yeah this coach being like well welcome to the real world where you gotta kill gophers 
uh, while these like little kids are playing Little League. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty traumatizing. Uh, and so I like that he acknowledged that in the song. And um, yeah, and I just I appreciated that. And it really made the like the story seem Playing really that, real. Like, the yeah. adults in the situation aren't really recognizing the situation. Uh, is the the final line line? Uh, well, the final two. Both teams lose. Good game. Good game. Granny Ellen, go Cubs. Cubs ain't playing. Uh, yeah. is like you know, like you know this blind sort of enthusiasm for the game but not really caring about the children like and how like this day yeah. will actually affect them yeah they they are there to support them but they don't actually care about what's happening yeah um and then the second verse is uh i'm not sure where it fits in the fucking timeline but like teenagers i don't know something like that anyway so uh, I, I'd say it's probably, it probably happened Well, after. his brother's 16, um, so whatever. Sure. I mean, that I don't know the age difference. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Point is, point is, it's another story, mostly about his big brother. Um, talking about how, uh, his big brother wanted to, you know, uh, I love the lines describing, uh, the, uh, uh describing, uh, des- describing the brother. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nebutanti, plaid flannel, flannel laden, adolescent art kid, Tony Hawk hair, skinny puppy denim, and a record player vomiting alien sexy. Yeah. Like, that fucking tells the entire story already. Yeah, I've known this kid and I, I was this kid. You know, he's really into aggressive, kind of goth, kind of, you know, yeah, industrial yeah. music. Um... But he's in a Christian home, yeah. And uh, his his mom, their mom, thinks that Satan is like influencing kids through this music, yeah. Um, so uh, his brother buys he buys tickets to to a um a ministry concert, mm. and like I don't really uh know this sort of I, I'm you know. I don't know ministry that well, but I know ministry and I know that they're a big deal. Yeah. And I can so fucking imagine, like, it, it fucking, like, uh, like the fucking line, like, we were buried in the village voice, pl- checking who was playing where, pulled his head up out the pa- paper, pushing out a single tear, five words like a beacon of light in the mist, ministry live at the Ritz. Yeah, I, I love, like, and the following, like, it was Christ has risen to Chris, three lives, two fish, miracle of mechanized lips on two inch is such like a beautiful, like a beautiful, like combination and metaphor for like religious worship and the adoration of things like being raised Christian and raised to like, yeah, like uh, uh, worship things and then finding his own sort of thing to worship. And like that beautiful moment of like, oh, my God, this is the thing. Like, this is my thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> he fucking buys tickets. I think, yeah, I think the brother's name is Chris. And then after after he buys tickets, his mom tells him that he can't go. It's yeah. Like, what the fuck are you going to do now? Yeah. You know, fucking 16, you know, your mom says you can't go to a concert. What are you going to fucking yeah, do? Yeah, you don't have it? enough independence um, to, like. And. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, we're just fucking reading it. It, Which we don't usually do. Yeah, but he's, like he's so good at just writing fucking slam poetry, basically. Like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta read it. What occurred next were the top of the lungs of a son who unjustly had lost what he loved in a moment that would transcend anger to high art. Said, "This is something I am willing to die for." Yeah. Um, and it's like, like this shit, this music is important to him for a fucking reason. Yeah, and like. Again, adults are just not understanding what is important about it and why it's important yeah. and that they're kind of the reason it's important. Yeah, because and, and a lot of these stories like of parents banning uh, Satanist sort of materials, a lot of the time you see it through music and through, you know, like D&D and stuff like that, um, is that they are they uh, the mentality I get of like, you know, you're trying to protect your kids, but it it's also sort of you're not uh acknowledging that the kids know what it is that they're listening to and what they're playing like it's not that they're like oh there are secret satanist messages in it like they know what's happening and they know that they're not gonna like fucking join a cult like 
they're sort of they're yeah. undermining the like intelligence of the the kids listening to it. Um, and also, yeah, it's not that like, deep. It's yeah, <laughs> and, and also like like the way the verse ends is just like fucking. Uh, I've just like had this big emotional moment of like this is this is important to me. Yeah, and then it falls to the wayside, and he still can't do anything about it. And the verse ends anyway. No body count, no concert, and Chris kicked rocks in his mismatched Converse. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a bummer. It's realistic, though. I you mean, know? like, it you is. know, like we've all sort of had at least similar experiences of like, you know, there's something that you really fucking want, and you have the ability to do it, but all you need is like that permission, and you don't get it, and you're like, this is the one thing, and. It's all you can do to ask because you still don't have enough to of like that independence or that like just like resources to to do something that you really want without that assistance because you're a kid. Um and you just gotta fucking sit it one out and it sucks. It's yeah. fucking sad. Yeah. It's a sad verse. And I know it it isn't fucking hashtag that deep, but like it's it's a very like heart near experience like it's a very like yeah i feel yeah. this and it's really heartbreaking but at, you know at the same time like all of this was at, at this point over 30 years ago yes and you know they like you know like it, i at the time this was the biggest deal in the world and now i imagine looking back it's like well it's certainly not that big of a deal anymore but it still yeah. mattered yeah that sucked but i'm an adult now got past but it. yeah that's that's uh that's that's really all I got to say on Blood Sandwich. I mean like legit just fucking listen to listen to this album. Good one. Just listen to this album. Uh it's it's a really it's a really fucking it's a good album and in the middle of it there's a cute song about a cat. Yeah. So, you know, incentives, baby. <laughs> Rolls, uh, hey baby. Miles. Uh I'm Boo Boo the Fool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but sure. Why? We have an iTunes review that oh. is, at this point, a month old. Nah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Here, okay, so here's the thing. It doesn't show up on iTunes. Oh, what? But, like, like the rating shows up, but the review doesn't. Uh, why? That's so I strange. I don't know. But it does show up on, on another website. Uh, oh, is it? Oh, I bet I know why. Is because this review is from is from the UK. Ah, it's that's uh, stupid. But but like maybe I too said fuck anyway. England? Anyway, I well I like maybe like depending on region, like the reviews are aggregated in a different way. Maybe. Um. But anyway, yeah, sure. why not? Uh, sorry that it's been over a month. But I finally saw your review uh, because I looked at a different website. Uh, so nice. Emily Apples gives us a five star review saying Thank a you. fantastic podcast. Uh, and they write, this is the way I find 99% of my music now. Such a fun podcast, which makes my commute filled with laughter. Listen to it. That is such a sweet review. Yeah. I always get so happy when people say that they actually, like, get music recommendations from us. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes it feels like we just be yelling. <laughs> just be yelling into a void. And we're having fun. Oh, like, yeah. this is for us. Yeah. This is this is us oh, time. Oh, for sure. Like, this is our fucking <laughs> like hangout time. Thank you so much, Emily Apples. And yes. Uh, Thank you, Emily Apples. So, Your last name is delicious. such a good username. Extremely. You sound like a protagonist of a of a child's oh. <laughs> novel. <laughs> um so uh thank you very much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. Uh I'd like to thank Marble Cantus at Marble C A N T U S. She's a Twitch streamer and Love her. Uh, a, a, a occasional YouTuber. She's an artist, does a webcomic called Dread Me Not, and I do a podcast with her called Deck of Friendship. So we're like Real good pals. And, um, and she did the narration, the little intro at the start of the, at the start of the episode and the start of every episode. So thank you very much, Marble. Woo-hoo. Miles, you have a, you have a challenge. Mars. Of sorts. Yeah. Of sorts. <laughs> 
I do have a challenge. This is one I've been sort of um, pondering on and off uh, because I haven't gotten to give a theme in a period of time. Um, so I have been wondering for a while if, Mars, you could bring to me a song that the other host of this podcast that we do together um, uh, uh, bought. Like, uh, not the song in mm, specific, I but see. a song by the, an artist that the other person has mm. bought. Yes. I want to hear, like, if after a year and a bit of us doing this podcast, what band have we showed each other that we actually enjoyed <laughs> and we have gone forth and listened okay. to yeah, for sure. There's other some songs of? There's a fucking option. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is probably going to be a pretty laid back one, I'm sort of imagining. Like, there was some hype around it, but I feel like it's going to be pretty laid back overall for us, too. Um, pretty chill. Or maybe we'll talk pretty about chill. Bruce Willis some more. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know... I'm not sure if I'm going to go away and listen to more Bruce Willis, but I will never say never. Uh, well, you know, because if it doesn't kill you, it makes stronger. Whenever I hear that, I keep thinking of, like, the thing, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, stand a little th-. I don't know the words. Uh, check us out on Twitter at ArcoSpied. Uh, uh, and thank you very much once again for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio, and we will see you when we see you. And, uh... I hope you enjoyed our pep talk. It's like the Bruce Willis song. <laughs> it's like it's like the Bruce Willis song. <laughs> the silence hurt me physically. <laughs>